Hello and welcome to D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today we've got a special tech stack episode featuring Bumpbox and Rich Panel. You'll meet Christina Ebersol, customer service manager from Bumpbox, as well as Amit RG, CEO of Rich Panel, and you'll hear how Bumpbox drove 150K from customer service in Q4, with 20% of that coming from self-service. This episode is a goldmine for learning best practices around customer service and for Amit's reminder that the best customer services are the ones where customers get exactly exactly what they need without talking to anyone. And you'll hear exactly how Christina has set up Bumpbox to do exactly that. I hope you enjoy it. On with the show. A customer service interaction is four times likely to lead to disloyalty than loyalty. If you make the customer contact you, when it's not necessary, they're going to be frustrated. By the time the customer is reaching out to you, they've already tried to resolve it themselves. It's critical for every business to invest in that repeat user experience. This is why I loved Rich Panel from the very beginning. When I turned on the program, we had 600 emails or phone calls that we were behind on. It took about three hours for us to just catch up. Three hours and it went down to zero. From December 2020 until today, 9.96 thousand tickets were solved by self-service, meaning we didn't even have to talk to these people. Welcome to the D2C Tech Stack Podcast, Christina and Amit. Uh, Christina, let's start with you and Bumpbox. Can you tell me the Bumpbox origin story? Yes. So uh, we started in 2016. Um, it was actually kind of by accident. Our CEO was, you know, having a fun night and he wanted to see, you know, um, let's make this bump box like we did back in the day. Let's make a boom box like what, you know, we used to have back in the 80s and see what it looks like. And he just wanted to make it for fun. Like it wasn't for profit or anything like that. So Is he, he old like me or did he just love <laughs> or did he just love that? Was did he actually live in the 80s during that time or did he just love yes. that, that? That So he's in his 40s? Yes. Oh, cool. Good to know. Sorry to interrupt. I just always like to know. <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, no, he lived in that time and, you know, he just wanted to bring back that nostalgic feeling that he had um, back in the day and how fun it was to have a boombox in front of you and not everything to be so, you know, uh, technologically advanced, I guess you could say. Um, so he made this box. Um, he went to his factory, made the box and um, posted it online. And then E40 saw it and he was like, oh, that looks really cool. I want to order 700 of these. And he's like, oh, I don't have 700. But in that moment, it kind of like clicked that this could be an untapped market or, you know, this could be something big. So this is how we got started. Everything went from there and, you know, we kind of just blew up. And so from... I want to say like 2016 until maybe 2019, like things were, you know, just starting out slow, slow, slow. And then it was just like building and building and building until um, 2020. So when 2020, when COVID happened, it kind of shot up our sales by like 40% just because people were, you know, sitting at home and they had their stimulus checks and they had time to, um, I feel like this was kind of like, let's stop and smell the roses kind of moment. So they had time to kind of just, you know, see what was out there and things kind of just exploded from there. And that's where I came in. Yeah. And so you're, you're leading customer service basically, right? 
Yes. So I was brought on to be customer service manager. Uh, we didn't have a manager at the time. We just had supervisor um, and things were kind of um, overwhelming for them. You know, like uh, everything was just happening so fast and we were exploding so much and growing so much that, you know, customers were doubling and tripling and we just didn't have the amount of people that we should have to run something like this. When it first started, it was just everyone was doing the customer service part because it was, you know, a small company. So everyone had a hand in it. And then after a while, once we're getting bigger, they hired more people. And I think before when I came, there was four people in the customer service department. So they hired me and basically the CFO sat me down and he's like, this is what I need. We use emails to answer customers. We use a regular phone to answer their phone calls. They reach out on Facebook, on their comments, on their messenger. You just have to go everywhere to kind of answer all these people. And the girls were getting overwhelmed. So he's like, I want to streamline this, I want to make it to where it's easier to answer customers, where they don't have to reach out over every little thing. Like, uh, So he just wrote down like a list of everything that they were facing challenge-wise, and we kind of looked at everything to see what were customers reaching out the most about, what were they, what did they want when they reached out to us, what were their biggest questions, their biggest concerns, stuff like that. When the pandemic hit, like, what was the ticket volume increase at that point? Was it like you said, you grew another 40% there? Was the customer service load, did it grow by about 40% as well? Yeah. So, for example, when I came on, they were about 600 emails behind where they haven't even gotten to that yet. And the way that they were doing everything wasn't beneficial to the company. It wasn't quick. So 600 emails behind, phone calls, like, they and just that's day- latent, right? That's days or even weeks latent sometimes. Yeah. Like weeks. Yeah. Weeks or months, even like just people waiting, you know, and they would reach out again and again. And you just like, it was just this whole soup of mess where you have no idea if this person reached out 10 times or not, or like what the issue is even, or it could just be a small question, you know, but they haven't even gotten to it yet kind of thing. So what is the biggest issue? I'm, I'm on the site now and I'm just like, I got to get a bump box for the summer. Uh, at the fact that you can make custom bump boxes. Oh yeah. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> What, what what are the biggest things, like in those categorizations that you made, like what are the biggest things that people were coming to you all the time with? Um, so biggest things were how do I use this? Because yes, there comes like, you know, a little instruction booklet that kind of tells you how to use it. But sometimes it's easier for people to watch a video. You know, they're visual creatures. Sometimes it's either for them to talk to someone on the phone. Um, so how do I use this? How do I connect it to another one? Because if you buy two, you can connect them together and make it louder. So it's just, you know, things like that. And then warranty questions, like how long? is my warranty when does it end what does it include what does it not include because sometimes if some if you don't use the product correctly and you void your warranty and you don't know that you voided your warranty you know like it was just a lot of questions like that one of the biggest ones too was where's my order because when someone orders something they expect it right away which we do that as soon as you order it we do ship out same day and it should reach you within four to five business days if you're in the united states outside the united states it's a little bit different but so the three main things was warranty, where's my stuff, and how do I use this product? So that's where Rich Panel came in. Did you have people just, uh, did you have people asking where the cassette deck was? Did you have boomers <laughs> just being like, where where do I put the tape? <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, this has buttons. This wow, has- that's cool. Like, there's no touch screen. And I was like, no, yeah, there's no touch screen. It has buttons. The whole idea was to bring like old school feel with new school technology so that it's easier for, you know, the demographic that we have today to use this stuff. 
and also to bring back that feeling for you know the demographic from the 80s to use our stuff so totally. yeah they were asking where's my where's my little cassette button nothing yeah. about cds um and where is my uh like fm and am radio and how do i use it how do i tune it where's the little you know yeah the thing that <laughs> the, the antenna dial. on it the antenna, yeah that's right <laughs> So, I mean, it kind of gets a little used to that you're just, you know, you're looking at something that looks like it's from back in the day, but you can use it with your phone from today. So, yeah. Okay. So you've categorized, you've come into this morass of of customer service tickets and you, uh, you know, you've prioritized them, you've grouped them. So when did it dawn on you that you like wanted to use a tool essentially? I mean, I'm just like, I I logged into their stuff and I'm looking at it and it took me about maybe like a month before I even met the customer service team or got to like, you know, work with them. I just wanted to see what I could do first. So I logged into all their stuff and it was just like, imagine using, you know, Google Mail and there's hundreds of messages and you don't know who answered who last. And if you were to click on a message, there's like this whole thread and sometimes things get, you know, forwarded or whatever. And it just doesn't. It was such a mess. So the the idea was if this was my customer, somebody else can't go in there and help them unless they read through all of this, you know, and then that's going to take time. And it's just it wasn't productive. So let's say like one of the CSR people was off for a few days. Her customer was not helped for a few days just because the idea of somebody else helping their customer and looking through all of the stuff and finding pictures or whatever was so time consuming. It didn't make sense. So I was like, maybe we can figure something out. Let's see what's out there. And I Googled many different types of programs and I looked through them. And when I look through the things, I make sure that, you know, I do it in a thorough manner to where if anybody else is using this, are they going to be able to use it? Is it going to be easy? You know, so there were a few popular ones that I looked at and they looked a little bit complicated. So I vetoed that. And then I saw Rich Panel. And I think Amit was actually the first person I spoke to, right? Amit, was it you or was it Durai? It was someone from our team, but then I got involved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, so I just asked him, you know, I reached out and I was like, hey, you know, this website kind of looks a little cool. Can I get a demo? Because that's how that works. You know, they send you a demo of what it looks like. And he's like, I can do you one better and I can create a fake you know, business for you on this side and then create the rich panel for you on the other side so that you can have the experience as a customer and then you can have the experience as a CSR rep. So he created this whole situation, you know, with fake items, fake products, and I got to experience both sides. And to me, like, as soon as I did that, I was like, wow, this looks like a social media app and it funnels in all of these things in one place. I don't have to go anywhere else for it. And it was just so easy. So yeah, go ahead, Matt, if you want to explain more. Well, let's, yeah, let's, uh, it's an interesting tool. Looks really intuitive. I mean, start a little bit like with your story on, on building this business and sort of catch us up to, to where you, you met, uh, Bumpbox here. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I don't have, I'm always very fascinated with stories like Bumbox, where people have become accidental millionaires, uh, you know, coming up with an idea with no intent of making money and yet they're so successful. For me, it's been a little bit of a hard road. But, uh, you know, to be honest, unlike most businesses, we when we started Rich Panel, our objective was like very simple. We wanted to surround ourselves like with very smart people. Uh, that's what like drove me internally. And I wanted to build like a product company. What we'll build came much later after starting the company, after speaking with a few users and, 
you know, we, we sort of like understood. I've spent like 10 years in e-commerce before I started Rich Panel. So it was like very natural that we'll do something for this space. But what we'll do came after like a lot of user interviews and deciding, uh, you know, what is a problem that is big enough for our customers, big enough for our appetite and exciting enough for us to solve. And that's that's how we came with uh, with the idea. Amazing. Okay, so what what sort of uh, I'm curious, like what's been the most valuable part? You mentioned having you know all conversations in one place, and I can just you know from what you described before, that's obviously uh, the biggest feature. What what else about the platform has like really driven uh, driven results? I think uh, you know first and foremost, I know that we are always clubbed in the help desk category, uh, but the entire vision behind starting Rich Panel was to was to avoid unnecessary conversations, right? Like one of the reasons that we continue to buy from Amazon, we continue to, you know, get food from Uber Eats is because these businesses, these tech businesses have really thought through the repeat user experience. Like, you know, any successful e-commerce business would get like 60, 70% of their revenues from repeat orders, right? So while, while all the e-commerce businesses, agencies are obsessing about like the perfect ad creative, like the perfect Instagram ads, uh, the perfect landing pages, product pages, you know, checkout pages and, you know, cart abandonment messages, all of that is like figured out. I think this section is is often or the repeat user experience is like often overlooked. And if you can, if you can really, uh, you know, nail that, you will, you will get a lot of repeat orders because people will feel comfortable coming back to your business. Uh, and we saw that as like a massive opportunity, much, much bigger than uh, the help desk market because, uh, you know, Essentially, if you're successful in a business, you will not be getting most of your business from new customers. It will be existing customers that will continue to buy from you. So it's very important that you optimize and design and obsess uh, as much as you do for like a new new experience, new customer experience. You do the same thing for existing customers. And that's, that's, that's the whole idea about Rich Panel. Especially now with how much acquisition costs, you just have to make the most of like getting that second purchase is one of the most important things in the whole game right now. I'm curious, Christina, why do you think businesses neglect it? Why do you think it's it's often like one of the last things that people tighten up before they get all their cart abandonments and things like that? Oh, I mean, they probably just don't know what they need until they fumble upon, you know, a website or a program that benefits them, you know, so we had no idea what we needed until we found Rich Panel. And what do you find? What else about it like has has driven results on your side? Um, so my one of my favorite things about it is that we can use another program, um, a voice over the internet phone line, so that my people can work from home or they can work from anywhere. You know, so we don't have a phone on your desk that you're connected to. So um, Rich Panel takes in Facebook, Facebook comments, Instagram, email, uh, text messaging, a chat option, I believe, and then uh, the phone calls. So my agents, all they have to do is just log in. They have one platform. They do everything on this platform. They don't have to do, they don't have to go to multiple different things. It records everything. You can take notes everywhere. So, and then it shows you too. So we have people where if they're on the website looking at stuff, and then they abandon it and they don't go back and buy it. It'll show us, okay, hey, this person was, you know, looking at these things, uh, reach out or whatever, so that we can reach out. We know what you're interested in because we know what you looked at already. So that our agents can reach out like, hey, you know, we have this deal going on for this product. Here is a discount or here is this. And it brings them back and it gives like a, it's honestly like it, it forms relationships just because um, our customers, 
and our agents, they have a relationship. They're so fast to like respond just because it's so easy to use. Like I said, it's like a social media app, so it's easy to use. So they just form relationships with them. And I think that's the most important thing is to form relationships so that they can come back. Love it. What's your response time up to now? Um, I mean, so let's say, for example, for today, we came to about 80 emails. Um, they're already down to maybe like 50. What time is it? Yeah, they're already down to like 50 and they're working through them. And so, for example, too, like this is why I loved Rich Fennel from the very beginning. Um, when I turned on the program and we had 600 emails or phone calls, whatever it was that we were behind on, it took about three hours for us to just catch up, which that was their biggest hurdle that they weren't catching up. They were so overwhelmed. It took three hours and it went down to zero in three hours. Just to knock it off without all the hunting and clicking and switching between platforms. and. So I even looked at numbers before I got on this call. Um, from December 2020 until today, 9,096,000 uh, people or whatever it was, tickets were solved by self-service, meaning we didn't even have to talk to these people because they could just go and do themselves. And that's great, you know. And that's the goal, right, is to have a hierarchy of a sort of like a triage where, you know, you're you're getting the problems that you know everyone has solved, you know, by getting them to read as much as possible. I imagine, is, is that the way you think about it with, you know, you know, information at the top and a, a personal call with, like at the end? Or can people just get right on the phone if they want to? Yeah, they can. So we have it set up where as soon as you open the little chat bubble on our website, it has all four things, four main things that people reach out the most about. And then if they really want to, they can click other and find our, our number and call us right away. And then it records everything. So they help themselves because like I said, most of them is about warranty. How do I use this? Where's my stuff? And they can do all that stuff by themselves. They don't have to reach out. So before we got Rich Panel, I was thinking, man, I'm going to have to hire about like 10, 15 people to manage this company just because we're growing so fast. And today we only have four four CSRs and one supervisor and we're doing just fine. And I can even do this by myself because I, I do go in there and help because I have, you have to lead by example, you know, you have to know how to use the program yourself. So I can go in there. If, let's say some of them are off. I can manage the whole day by myself on this app with no problem. I think the main thing for any any business owner is is can it be a profit center? That's something we think about at D2C all the time is turning cost centers into profit centers. Mm -hmm. What so what what kind of results like financially sort of have you been able to achieve with uh, with Rich Panel? Um, so self service by itself, I will say it's about two hundred to almost three hundred thousand that we got revenue wise just from self service alone, um, which wow. that's a huge number. Yeah, so that's a huge number. I know, and that's just those four issues that you articulate. Right off the top, the uh, in the first contact. Yeah, because they're you know they're doing it on their own. So and if their problem is solved, they're more likely to buy again. You know, like if, if it's easy to use, why not? Why not come back? I'm just looking at some of these other results that you you, know, you sort of mentioned here. I guess it's just totally invaluable during insane times like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, Black Friday. So we have it too, where we tag everything and it goes to uh, certain people. But for example, during our uh, busy season, I hired maybe one more person just in case, you know, just in case. And we have two people on the weekends that work each day on the weekends. And it was fine. It would, the numbers go up to maybe 200 emails a day and maybe like 50 or 70 phone calls a day and they can handle it just fine. So, uh, it makes it easier because they can also see you when you're online. And when they go on our little chat bubble and click through it, they like during the busy season, the self-service helps a lot I bet. because they don't have to talk to us. D did adding the customization option increase the tickets? 
Yes. I would I imagine so. it does. Yeah. Because, I mean, before, like, the time for us to respond to them was so much. It was so long. So now, like, I get, because I handle reviews, too, and I look at the reviews, and people, like, their biggest compliment to us is how fast we respond to them. Wow, customer service responds so fast. They took care of our issue so quickly. And, you know, I didn't have to wait like other people, which is actually what Rich Panel does for us, too. So it, customer service matters a lot when you're doing something. I love it. Like, so for your department, like for customer service, do you have growth goals and things that you want to put into place with it? Do you want to just kind of continue increasing the results you're driving from customer service? What What are your goals with Boombox's customer service look like? Is my question. I mean, just to understand your question, do you mean like, should I be hiring more people or? Well, I mean, just in the future, like, do you want, do you want to increase the revenue that you're driving from customer service? Do you, are you, do you want to get your response time down further? Are you, are you just sort of, are you now cruising at a level that you feel like you're, you're really nailing it? Yeah. I mean, during the busy season, it does kind of go down just because it's busier, but um, we are cruising. We're doing great. I mean, if we could get better, that'd be great too, but their response time is about like five minutes, if anything. So I mean, Amit too and their Rich Panel itself, they update the platform a lot and it helps us to do things quicker. Yeah. Anything, Amit, on the horizon uh, that you're really excited about rolling out or, or a new feature that, that you're loving? A couple of things. Uh, one thing that I'm really excited about is we're launching like a agent metaverse, which is uh, a lot of people are working remotely, right? So it becomes very difficult for customer service directors like Christina to visualize like what's going on in the office, like like just get everyone in a collaborative environment where everyone can see what others are doing and they get like a live visibility of their queue. So uh, we, we've, we've cooking on something exciting, which will give customer service directors and also the agents a virtual view of their contact center, whether they are working remotely or from the office, they can sort of like see the mini versions working in office and it'll be like a nice way to visualize what's what's going on in your contact center. So that's exciting. And uh, we, we recently launched our mobile app for which we've gotten like a lot of uh, praise. So yeah, those are the two things. Oh, when I, yeah, when, when I'm on a platform that I love and it, and it you know, launches that mobile app, it, uh, it's, it's usually a game changer just for how much people are on their mobile devices. Christina, do you use the mobile device or do you tend to do it more in the work setting at a, at a desktop? Um, for me, I use the desktop. I haven't downloaded the device yet, but my CSRs have and my supervisor has. And she said that um, it's super easy. It's as if they are on their computers and they can just do everything that they're doing on their phone. So it makes it easier for them to because you're texting, you know, you're sitting there texting your customers back and you're looking through everything. So it makes it even faster for them sometimes. So uh, if you're listening and you want to get a bump box as badly as I do, uh, you can go to bumpbox with two x's.com. And if you want to turn your customer service experience into a profit center, you can go to richpanel.com. Any final words? I mean, any final words for people thinking about uh, improving their customer service game? I think one thing that I would like to leave the audience with is contrary to the popular belief, a customer service interaction is four times likely to lead to disloyalty than loyalty. So if you make the customer contact you when it's not necessary, they're going to be frustrated because by the time the customer is reaching out to you, they've already tried to resolve it themselves. Like, you know, people know how busy everyone is and they would do everything to avoid contacting someone or getting you on the phone unless it's absolutely necessary. So I think it's it's very critical for every business to invest in that repeat uh, user experience. Make sure that they're able to go through all the 
experiential stuff like and also like the basic stuff like returns exchanges registering for a warranty claiming a warranty by themselves and then when they have like very specific product questions or when they reach an agent only then you're making them reach out to you uh, i think christina there has done a very great job it's not just the tool i think their team is really fantastic they get the product really well they get the customers really well so they're able to help them very quickly so i think it's a combination of you know great set of tools and and great people that make that repeat experience uh, possible yeah i think it always is that combination um you know it's always the people using the tools as well super nice chatting with you both today i look forward to keeping in touch about customer service we're always it's something we don't talk a ton about on the podcast but whenever it comes up we get a lot of feedback because i think it's something that resonates with a lot of people and especially this idea of that customer experience do you think like i was thinking about as you were talking about it i mean is it sort of like you know when you when you're building a brand out you almost want to like get you know a friend of yours or something who's kind of in in your your target audience to like go through all of these experiences and really sort of like report neutrally on like you know how easy it was like any any advice on on your side christina about how to you know really drill in on the things that matter most i think if you just you know focus on what your customers want the most um and give that to them without any issues, then they will come back. So for us, for example, we, if we talk to them on the phone and we, you know, go through everything with them on the phone, we send them videos or we show them where to use things on our website. They tell us all the time that they definitely appreciate, you know, coming to our website and how easy it is to use it. And it makes them want to buy our products even more. And then it makes me not even, I don't even worry about the customer service department anymore. Not even an issue. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Christina. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.